Hi, this is Steve Compella from Golden Arrows. If you thought I was a son of the soil, check the real soil. Just listen to Sports Live with BBK. They don't come any darker. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Sports Live with BBK. Greetings and salutations to one and all, and thank you for taking the time to tune into Sports Live with BBK, your favorite Friday special podcast. My name is Barring Batukorjas, and I do edit the sports pages of the Sunday Times, and I also write a weekly column in what is South Africa's biggest weekly newspaper. Now, cast your mind back and take a walk down memory lane with me. The time is 2011 when the Culling Plague Label Cup came around and it did so well, we can say, under a cloud of controversy. The reason being that the argument that was advanced at the time was that the competition that preceded it, which would have been the Telcom Charity Cup, or for those who are grey in their beards and their hair, remember it as Iwisa Charity Spectacular. Well, that had been a long-standing feature of SA football, and it had been the annual one-day tournament which had been in operation for around 24 years. Well, the public would vote by telephone for their favourite football team to participate the four clubs with the most votes qualified for the tournament and of course the aim of the tournament was to raise money for charity through the votes and gate fees the four clubs selected will then participate and were drawn in a two semi-finals played in one day after the other and then the two winning teams will play in the final later that evening crowning a fantastic day for football fans well, in 2011, it made way for what is now known as the Culling Black Label Cup, which has occupied that space. And that competition features Kaiser Chiefs as well as Orlando Pirates. That match always takes place at the FNB Stadium. But this year, because of coronavirus, which has hit a lot of sporting events for a six, to use a cricket analogy, the Culling Plague Label Cup will not be played. It's been postponed to next year. But tell you what, something special, something very, very big is going to take place in the place of that. So now joining me to discuss what Culling will be doing this year is Arne Rust, and he is the man that occupies the position of Culling Plague Label Brand Director. Arne Welcome to Spot Live with BBK and thank you for joining us. Good morning, BBK. Good morning, everybody listening. Yeah, man, I was getting a little bit worried when I was calling you and couldn't get hold of you. And I thought, ah, yesterday was a public holiday, Heritage Day. Maybe Anne took a lot of heritage from his own product. Maybe struggling to get through. <laughs> Unfortunately not, BBK. I wish that was the case. We're so busy that uh, this, this week's just been a bit crazy, man. No worries. Don't you all wish we could still be in bed and enjoying the long weekend like most of fellow South Africans are doing right now. Some of them on the road visiting different provinces as they are taking advantage of this very long, long weekend after the country and the man who his name is fellow South Africans himself, President Cyril Ramaphosa, took the country to level one lockdown. Now, Arne, on Tuesday, it was launched. I was there at the FNB Stadium. I would like you to tell our listeners what the Culling Plague Label Cup of Ages is all about. Yeah, we began, uh, it, was a, it was a glorious event on Tuesday. It was so surreal walking into FNB Stadium and seeing it empty. It really makes you realize what we've missed out on this year. So mm-hmm. in that vein, with everything that, that people have had to forego, we want to bring our fans and our consumers something special. So what we've done is we've taken all of the Culling Cups that have ever been played, so all eight games, 
That's yeah. over 12 hours of, of football footage. And we've edited that into one whole new 90-minute game with all the players, all your favorite players, everybody on the same pitch. And what I have to be very clear about here is that this is not a highlights package. What mm-hmm. we are doing is we're using the magic of, of technology and the mag- magic of the, the editing room to create new moments using the visuals from the old games. So shots that used to be goals might in this round not be goals and the other way around. So it's really going to be an epic, epic, epic game with a lot of entertainment for our fans. Moments from all eight previous matches played infused into one, Arno. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> how many ga- how many goals can you fit into 90 minutes bbk we're not we're not here to watch the midfield back and forth we want to see yeah. the edge of your seat heart pounding stuff happening in the box and that's that's what we're going to bring and i i can think of uh, many many moments coming through from the eight editions of the previous carrying a uh, black label now in this a cup of ages uh, uh how do i reconcile the fact that at some stage and Dumelen Kune, the goalkeeper of Kaiser Chiefs, decides to face off uh, uh, with uh, Monib Joseph and take a penalty himself. And I, 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 I think that a lot of rugby people, and rugby is coming back, by the way, tomorrow for the first time in many months, a lot of rugby people would have thought that the kick that Kune did would have been perfect for those poles. I'm, 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 I'm thinking Erasmus and Ninaba smiling a wall-to-wall smile because it was such a huge miss. It went over the crossbar and it went to see Pirates winning that edition of the Cup. How... Do you take this magical moment and make it not to be what me and millions of others who watched it came so? So we, we have footage of the ball ending in the back of the net on other shots. So what we could very well do is take that footage, edit it into Kune's shot. And I, I hear you on the, on the goal kicking prowess of, <laughs> of Kune. And look, there's, there's, there's no dispute in his, his credentials, right? Because I think he's played in every single one. Of the of the Carling Cup, so a legend by by any measure, and once that ball leaves his foot, it's up to the editing floor to see what happens. Yeah, I think he missed out on last year's edition because I think Price Vuma was in goals for Kaiser Chiefs then. Now I I also think. When, when, when the hype happens, when, when, when you can get warm bodies, when you can get palms on seats at FNBD, the carnival atmosphere that is created, Arno, and, 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 and the, the ambience that is there always works. But also what has been part and parcel of this competition has been fans participating in selecting their starting 11s and stuff like that. People entering to become champion coaches and all of that. Are all those elements not part of what is happening this year? So it's going to be slightly different this year, BBKs, because we can't um, go into taverns or we couldn't go into taverns like the, like the way we used to, um, to give our fans a, a voice in the game. But that's not falling away entirely. So if you go onto, onto Twitter now, Twitter or Facebook, and you give us yeah. your ultimate starting 11. So if you choose your dream team, and those, those conversations that you always have to have over a beer, like if you could choose your 11, who would you choose? If you mm-hmm. give us that, that team, we will give you a guaranteed 20 rands worth of airtime. Not a chance to win, not a, uh, you might have the airtime. We're going to give you 20 bucks just for giving us your starting 11. And those inputs are going to be part of what we consider when we do the editing. Moving on, when you look at 
how technology has been able to assist with all the coronavirus impediments. You will see that you had sound effects that have been done in order to make sure that the games that are being played do not become quite a poor. So how is the Cup of Ages going to in, in, involve those kind of elements going forward? So if we, and we spoke a little bit about the fans earlier, um, if we take all eight iterations of Cup so far, we have almost 800,000 people in the stands. So that's what mad. we'll be showing, that's mad. So every year we pack, we pack F&B. Um, so what we'll do when we, we edit the, the Cup of Ages is we'll show the fans. We'll show how the fans have changed over the years. We'll see some, um, some fans that haven't changed at all and, and some in memoriam. So there are some, some classic legendary fans in the, in the stands. And we'll be showing mm-hmm. those, right? And we'll be editing um, the, the sound from that stadium into the footage. So it will by no means be a, a ball. Most definitely. And now, when you also look at another fact that used to be a feature or will continue to be a feature when this comes back next year, is that a fan will be winning a million rent, uh, half a million of that going into charity uh, of his choice. Uh, That is also not happening this year. Um, Not in that format, BBK. But what we will be doing is if you watch the game, there will be a mechanic during the game where you as a fan can win 50,000 rand cash. So we will be communicating that in, in due course, but there will be a way for the fans uh, to either choose their, their um, player of the ages, is what we're calling it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And by doing that, they stand a chance to win 50,000 bucks. And one of those prizes will be going to a chief supporter and one of them will be going to a pirate supporter. So 100,000 in total splits in 50. 100,000. Now, I want to remind the listeners that they are indeed listening to Sport Live with PBK, their favorite Friday special podcast. And my guest, the man that I'm having conversation with here right now is Arne Rust, who is indeed the director at uh, Culling Black Label South Africa. One thing that needs to be clear about this is that coronavirus, bad as it is, horrible as it is, has forced people right across every industry to think outside of the box to make sure that they create interest and generate and maintain their link with the communities that they serve, Arne? 100%. I think it's, it's made us all a bit introspective. It's made us all a bit more, um, what's, the, what's the word? So we, I think we appreciate things a bit more, BBK, because we realize all the stuff that we took for granted before coronavirus. So the kind yeah. of stuff um, and, and the brands that really care about their fans really we we can go out of our way to innovate and to bring them something special for this year because man it's been a been a tough year and and we'd love to give something back and all those people who would have made the trip to fnb stadium coming from the cape towns of this country coming from the Durbans of this country Mpumalanga, Limpopo, they are not going to be able to do so this time around but where and how are they going to be able to watch this magical show that you are putting together so bbk we'll be airing it on um, sabc one on the 3rd of october at three o'clock and it's going to be a proper it's going to be a game it's it's going to happen it's gonna, there's going to be a pre-game a first half a show in the middle it's it's the full option, man. You can definitely have a few beers there, sit on the couch with your, your friends and your family and enjoy the spectacle that is the Carling Cup of Ages. Are you telling me that my colleagues at the SABC are going to have a full-on studio with match analysis, half-time analysis and post-match analysis? But how are they going to be able to do that when they not know exactly what is going to be before their eyes? They will only know it and see it on October 3 at 3 p.m. 
like everybody else? Absolutely. It's, they're going to have their work cut out for them. I had a chat with some of the, the commentators. And if there ever was a challenge for a, for a commentator, imagine having uh, 160 players because you're taking Ooh. eight years worth of squads. Yeah. And any of those guys can get the ball. So it is definitely going to be a challenge. I was having a conversation there with Arne Rust, who is the director at Culling Black Label and is talking to us about what is going to happen in place of the Culling Black Label Cup that we've all gone to know since 2011. It is not going to take place as we know it this time around, but it's going to play in its guise as the Culling Black Label Cup of Ages. Arno, last word before we say goodbye. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the fan reactions to this. This is the kind of thing that, that we've had fans dream about. And the only thing, this has never happened on the continent. So I am very much looking forward to bringing, bringing our fans and our consumers something special on the 3rd of October. Thank you, BBK. I hope it goes well. And I hope that uh, when everything really does go, go down and in 2021, we're going to be able to have the competition as we've known it. And we have the golden black and black and white carnival atmosphere happening at the Calabash. There is the FNP Stadium. Thanks, bro. Absolutely. Thanks, BBK. Welcome back to Sports Live with BBK right here on your favorite Friday special podcast. And we are done with our first segment. Our second segment, I'm joined by the man we call the Hurricane, and that is Kanye Sotsuhaku. I am not talking to him wearing his cricket cap this time around. We're going back to the rugby field because for the very first time in six months rugby is returning to south africa i'm sure you've been craving it the last game that you saw in the super rugby in south africa was sharks versus um, the stormers and that was the game played at the king's park stadium down in Teben, back home and the sharks ran out winners in that game trucks and trucks hurricane welcome on spotlight with pbk good day good day good day Wonderful, man. We're going back to uh, Lofta Stadium. We're going to be seeing a doubleheader there. It is called the, the Super Fan Saturday. Six months absence of rugby. Are you excited to get it back in action? Yeah, it, it feels like preseason again. I mean, it's odd that the Bulls in particular, they were traveling in Australasia um, when COVID decided uh, rugby. Can mm. you halt a bit? Or sports in particular. Yes. So I think the Lions also traveling at the time. Uh, the Stormers and the Sharks, yes, I was actually at that game. It was a, it was a very... I remember the atmosphere is very somber. It's like people knew that there was... This could be the last time we're actually going to watch live rugby this year. Because uh-huh. at the time, the onslaught was coming. If I remember correctly, we'd already reported the first COVID infection. And it happened to be in Hilton at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was actually very close to home. I mean, I think Devon at the time was the frontier yes. um, of, of COVID infections. So Those stories coming from Italy landed, yes. In- you know, you know. And... So it's, 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 it's an interesting return. It's going to be... I mean, the times are very tricky. I I thought they'd have the normal 3 and 5 p.m. kickoffs. I mean, they would have learned from football. Football tried to get in as much game time in family time as possible. I mean, now, I mean, um, the PSL, I think, and Supersport have hit on a gold mine with those 3 and 6 p.m. kickoffs because now people will be able to watch matches in a time that is comfortable for everyone because it, it works, I think... Half past four is the normal rugby time with for five PM kickoff. Seven o'clock, I mean, super. They'd already dispensed with the ten past seven kickoff um for Saturday and for Saturday games. So that seven o'clock time, it's going to be very tricky. I, I mean, look, EPL's back. I mean, Premiership rugby's back. 
I mean, European Champions Cup. I mean, those tournaments have already gained a foothold in people's minds. So shifting back now to a domestic to domestic rugby, and there's no competitive. At best, I mean, it's it's been a six month layoff. It's a return to to rugby. It's not going to be as competitive. So getting people to shift from competitive sports into what at best it is rugby, but it, it it's warm up at the end. Of no, the most definitely. Speaking of those times, uh, can you? So the first match at the, of the doubleheader at Loftus is going to be kicking off at 4.30 and that will be a clash between the Bulls as well as uh, the Sharks. Now, when you talk about the Bulls, it looks like it's been a revolution when you look at terms of how they've got in Jake White and he's got a completely new technical team coming through and a whole host of uh, players, some of them that are going to be making their debut for the Bulls uh, include your Rio Aplon as well as your Anna Potter. Well, whether that, that revolution takes root, I think it can be only accurately judged um, in the domestic tournament. But I mean, when the Sharks and the Bulls met, when they opened Super Rugby on the 31st of January, mm-hmm. I mean, they were coached by Pote Himan. Mani Lipok was playing for the Bulls at the yes. time. He's now in Durban. Yes. So, I mean, that's how that's how many changes that have taken place. I mean, if you look at the other franchises, we'll discuss them individually, but they've kept a semblance of solidity. Yeah. But as the Bulls, while everyone was trying to keep their houses in check because of COVID, the Bulls, the, the, the checkbook was being signed. The check, mm-hmm. I mean, remember that the ownership now, Patrice Motsepe is part of the ownership um, yes. group at the Bulls. I mean, Jake has brought in a number of players. I mean, Arno Porter, um, he was at the Bulls. If, if, if people remember Arno Porter's story correctly, in his second test match, he came off with a knee injury um, at Nelspread against Scotland. Guess mm. who came on in his place? Mm. Debut, Juan Siakolis. Yep. So, look, he's got, a, he's got a lot to prove. I think he's played very, he's been playing very well for Munster. Um, uh, what we will see why. Um, he's spoken very well about Jake. I mean, he, we had a press conference with him this week where he spoke very well about what the Bulls intend on doing. And he also was very honest with the fact that he hasn't been watching much of the Bulls um, in his time in Europe, which I think he has done himself a very big favor because it's not like the Bulls are actually worth watching, especially under Porte Himan. Yeah. There was some sort of revolution coming under John Mitchell. Mm. But I mean, when that England job came up, I mean, it, he, he, had, he had no option. He, he had, had to no take option the pounds. But to take. I'm with the Sharks. Well, I mean, Sean Everett had a press conference with him yesterday and he's understood that he needed they needed to press the reset button. They've lost um a critical plan under Estes and he we used to call him the flank at centre, but this season in particular he was very important for the Sharks in that he had added to his playing dimensions, able to get over the gain line, mm-hmm. offload at critical times, pass at critical times, and also for the kicking game, he was critical because they would have Kevin Bosch at ten. He would then come in at twelve with his very big left boot. So the Sharks were able to vary the kicking game very well. I mean if there's one thing that uh, that um Kerwin Bosch had hinted to in, in an earlier press conference before yeah. lockdown is that in that particular game they were outplayed by Mornay State. But as soon as uh, as soon as Andre Essayson came into his own with, with his carries mm. and the kicking game, things mm. changed. Now this is where Marley Libok may come in because Marley Libok kicks well of both feet. Sure. But with Apelina Fassi injured, mm. they may need to use my fullback and also Marnie is a very talented player. Speaking of Apelina Fassi, is out for four months with a shoulder injury. How much of a negative impact is that going to be for the Sharks? Look, um, Sean Everett did say that um, Apelele was on the cusp of um, Bok um, involvement yeah. um, and look if we looked at his performance yeah. um, the weekend special did everything that was asked of him and more um, I think th- the good part with that it's very bad to be injured 
But I think at least it's not a leg injury or a ligament injury where because yeah. those leg those ligament injuries tend to have a detrimental impact on pace. Mm-hmm. It's a shoulder injury. Um, mm-hmm. it's a four month layout layoff. So that means we could be looking at at best a January return. But remember, then January there's only pretty much two or three rounds before the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Sharks now evolve their game plan. But again, Sean Everett did say that they were a bit thin on full, at fullback, which is why they bought Armani Lee Because remember, Kerwin Bosch is also fullback, but he's, he, he's been primed to play fluff, which he did very well through the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how Armani actually looks at fullback. But if he plays... The Sharks have got a 10, 15 option they can use two playmakers. Sure, you are definitely listening to Sports Live with BBK. And I'm joined in studio by a man who knows his rugby from his cricket, from his athletics, from his Comrades Marathon. Oh, yes, he loves attending <laughs> and covering the Comrades Marathon. I'm talking about Kanye Sotoaku here, a man with a beautiful brain of sports in general. Now, Kanye, so we're moving on to the second game, kicking off at 7 p.m. in the doublehead at Loftus tomorrow. Superfan Saturday, it will be the Stormers taking on the Lions. Now, at this beginning of the season, a certain skipper of the Springboks, the person of Sia Kolisi, was indeed injured. He's recovered from that knee injury. He's going to be leading up the Stormers. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sia plays. I Look, it was a very bad tackle there from Ricky Rikitelli. It was a late tackle. It was mm. a lazy tackle. Mm. And look, the Stormers, and they, they blew hot and cold. Blue hot in that their forwards rocked up for each game. I remember even in that Sharks game, yeah. they actually had the better of, of, of the of the forward exchanges, Most except definitely. for except for losing a few scrums here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all eyes will be on how their back division actually operates. Um, Rickus Pretorius will be starting at twelve for the Stormers. Yeah. He's a very talented player. He's been given um license to perform. Um, the jury's been out on Damian Willemser. Um, on whether he's been able to embrace the fact that. Um, at fly-off, you need to manage your game as and when the game pans out in front of you. Yes. But I think what will work what will work for the Stormers, and I hope the Bulls don't regret themselves because they were allowed Wadakhalan to go back to, to go to Cape Town and play for the Stormers. So now the Stormers now will have a 10-15 of 10, 15 combination that can interchange just like the Sharks can. So now if Colise is going to be captaining the Stormers, who's going to be the man leading charge at the Lions? It's definitely going to be Elton Chanchis. Now, seeing that we are heading to the rugby championship and knowing that Andre Pollard is out injured, it makes no sense to go anywhere else but look at Elton Chanchis as the man who's going to be taking up the kicking duties, can you? So is, is, is this game in particular a moment for him to establish himself as the prime fly-half candidate going into uh, Australia? Someone of Elton Yangis's stature, experience, shouldn't be worried about establishing himself as a candidate. Mm-hmm. It is clear that there is a succession plan. He is next in line. These things happen in rugby. That there happens to be someone better than you in that position. For sure. You just have to wait your turn. I mean, all the flowers in New Zealand had to wait their turn when Dan Carter was holding the fort. Mm-hmm. Bowden Barrett's holding the fort. New Zealand tried to stuff around with them, move him to fullback, try Richie Mawunga. I think it, it didn't work. Yeah. So it's clear that now Yankees is in prime position. Um, whether he's able to just gel defensively because he does everything that's asked of him from game management perspective, kicking perspective. I think if he's able to just gel defensively because I think that's where every question mark is, is with his defense. And I think um, there are many countries who've had defensively deficient fluffs. Um, mm-hmm. England have always been able to... Um, 
cushion George Ford because sure. they know what it brings on attack. But again, if you look at the defensive integrity that the Springboks have enjoyed, um, every man has to rock up for the defensive duties. Sure. Um, so if they can sort that out, I mean, then we shouldn't be having a debate on Elton. But again, um, he's understood. I think he's made it a point that every time he's needed to prove himself, He's gone out and done the business. I mean, look, I think the one black mark, and I think it applies to the Lions and not just to him, is that in the three times that he played Super Rugby Finals, they weren't able to get over that mark. I yeah. mean, the, the, the two Crusaders teams they lost to are all-time yeah. great teams. Yeah. That shouldn't be held, on, uh, that slide shouldn't be held on him. But I think now, I think it's for him to actually stamp his authority that he is the man and everyone else follows in the picking order. And I think the, the this game, the spring next week's Springwork Showdown, and the few games that the that the Lions will be taking part in the domestic competition, notwithstanding that the Springboks still need government permission to go to the rugby championship, yes, they are still yes, that. Yes. So I mean, the fixtures are out. New Zealand rugby unhappy with Australia rugby because of the timing of the fixtures. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's new territory. I mean, we at, at, at that time of the year, the Southern Hemisphere teams are having a jolly in Europe, winding down the season. Teams down here are winding up at this point in t- this year. The Caddy Cup's leading up, yep. leading up to Crescendo. Yeah. Then it's off-season. Guys who go to Japan, go to Japan. So, I mean, it's as you've hinted, as, in, in, as we had in other conversations, it is new territory for every sport. I mean, in the further conversation we have, it's going to be interesting to see how the cricket season will look. Very much so. It is virgin territory for all of us all around the world and right across every sporting court. That man who was giving you great insights on rugby and what is going to happen tomorrow on a Super Fan Saturday with rugby coming back for the first time in South Africa after a six-month layoff, his name is the one and the only Hurricane Kanye Sotswako. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Live with BBK. We hope that you're going to be able to enjoy this episode like you've done the ones that we've delivered to you previously and do have a safe and wonderful weekend, South Africa. Let us make sure that we do not drink and thrive. Let us make sure that we still remember that, yes, we are on level one, but coronavirus is still around and we have to continue doing everything in our power to make sure we live with and around this disease wisely and continue to take care of ourselves, wear our mask, take care and do so in social distancing so that we can be able to go on with our lives moving forward. Enjoy your weekend. BBK, signing off.